now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Praise God for today. Thank God for his grace. Today I would be preaching from Genesis and then a little bit in Galatians, a little bit in Hebrews. The message the Holy Spirit placed on my heart is defining the word faith. What exactly is faith? We hear about faith, but what exactly is faith? And so I want us to begin by looking at the book of Hebrews. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. When God created us, he gave us this wonderful gift, this ability to have faith. He also gave us this a freedom to, to choose, the ability to choose, to accept God or to even reject God. But he wants us to experience him based on this Ability we have to have faith, to believe in. Let's ask the Spirit to bless us. Father, thank you. Holy Spirit, speak to us, dear God, through your living word. God, we know we can only understand it, Holy Spirit. If you open it in our hearts and minds, illumination. Share the light of your living word in our understanding. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word itself. For holy men of God wrote as they were moved by your spirit. And thank you we have it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. It says, Now faith is a substance of things hopeful. So faith is that very assurance that we have. It's a certainty that we have. It rests on hope. Not just human wishful thinking, but hope based on God's promises, based on what God is doing, based on what God says he is going to do. Faith must begin from heaven. It, It should never, ever begin from earth. It should never be, I have hope, in my ability and my own power to have hope or to have faith. 
It should never be, I have faith because I have faith in my faith. Our faith is based on what God says. And we have to be careful now because the devil is very cunning. And we have to be careful that we don't start saying, I'm believing God for something that is contrary to God's promise. Or I am believing God for something that I want for myself without consulting God. That is not biblical faith. Faith means that I have a relationship with God and I'm going to trust in Him. And I'm going to read and understand what he says in his word. And that's how I grow in faith. For faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It is the evidence of things not seen. We don't have to see it to believe it. We believe God. A month ago, we believed God in traveling to South Africa. We believe that God will take us there safely. We believe that the gospel will go forth, and it did. And we saw so many people give their lives to Jesus. Why? Because God says that he will fill us with his spirit. God says that he will give us the boldness to share the gospel. God says that we will share the message of the cross. Matter of fact, myself and all the missionaries and even the pastors and bishops in South Africa said that they have never seen the Holy Spirit move as the way the Spirit worked a month or so ago. People were so eager to come to Jesus. We had that faith in God. And we had that hope in knowing that we are on God's business. Matter of fact, all of us have agreed that it is almost impossible for us to explain to others what exactly happened over there. Because we ourselves, we were caught up in something, the movement of the Holy Ghost. Upon us, filling us and using us, telling others about Jesus. We did not have to see it before we left the United States, but we have faith because God promised that when we ask His Spirit to fill us and to use us to share the gospel, that Christ will bring others to Himself. For by it, that is by faith, the elders obtain a good testimony. Those that we read about in the Bible, those that we know on earth now, who have walked with God. By faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. God did not need something to make something. He did not need matter to create the earth. God just spoke it into existence on the basis of faith. So that the things which are seen are not made 
of things which are visible. The things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the things that we see, the earth, the, the stars, our solar system, the Milky Way, they were made. We can see it, but they were made from things which God just spoke into existence. He did not need something to make something. Now, let's see how that makes sense to us in our life. They say, well, all that's fine and good. That's good theology. That's true. But what does that have to do with me? What exactly does it have to do with us? Today, sitting here in this congregation, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the only possible way that that happened is by faith. You have to choose to believe that Jesus loves you. You have to choose to accept God, though I am in sin, I thank you, Jesus, that you loved me while I was yet in sin, and you came and you went to the cross, and you died for me. You have to choose to believe that message and accept it by faith. It's not complicated. We can't add anything to what Jesus did. It cannot be, I believe in you, Jesus, but I need to do something else. To do that is to say, oh dear God, you fell short of what you did on Calvary Street. Just couldn't measure up. But he paid the price. And he took care of our sin. And by faith, we accepted Christ as our Savior. And there began our journey of eternal life. There are so many churches today where people go in and they have an excitement. And they don't hear the gospel. They encounter an experience at the moment. It's almost like spiritual therapy. Feel good at the moment. Mm -hmm. Have some preacher that excites them. Someone that stirs them up, even singing and worshiping God in absence of the word. And it feels good for a moment. If that was bringing sustaining faith, then the church has to ask itself, why is it struggling still? Shouldn't you be all spiritual giants, walking in faith, trusting God, seeing the Holy Spirit move? Something is missing. Are you following that? God is still reaching out to us today through his spoken word. Now that we are saved, that is, we already accepted Jesus, then what happens? Is it that now I'm saved, but then I'm wandering around and being tossed to and fro as I encounter life challenges and problems and difficulties? Or is God still speaking to me? And letting me grow in faith. 
And so we want to go now to Genesis and see what God says in his word. Because we have to continue to grow in faith. God tells us to grow in faith. And God uses our circumstances. He uses everything that we encounter to help us to grow in faith. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 17. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram. Here's Abram at that time. And said to him, I am almighty God. What a blessing. God declares himself, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. The only possible way that that Abraham could do this is that he has to accept by faith what God is saying to him. But God had to have a message for him. And God says, I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. You see, it is God's hope, God's promise. Are we following this? Nothing has changed. God says, here is what I want you to hope for. I am doing something in your life. Not Abraham, Abraham is doing something. God is doing something. Faith begins with heaven. It's what God is doing. As for me, then Abraham, then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him. You see how we receive the voice of God? We have to receive the voice of God with humility. We have to. I came back from South Africa, and I'm asking, oh dear God, I'm still asking God, why this movement of the Holy Ghost as we have never experienced before? And there are so many little things God has been showing me. That while I was there for the entire duration, the Spirit will wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I will spend time in the Word of God for two hours and then go back and sleep. Sometime an hour, go back and sleep. And then I'll get up again and I'll spend more time in prayer and more time in the Word and then go back and sleep. Then in the daytime, there will be just this burst of energy to go forth and to do God's work. And that happened night after night after night. And then there was this church and so many people praying. Folks in South Africa have been praying. Hundreds and hundreds of believers have been praying. Mm. What have they been praying? They have been praying for God to move, for God to do his work. But we have to humble ourselves before God, saints. We have to choose to do that. This experience called faith, are you following this? 
That's the way we have to receive it. We are already saved. If you're not saved, then you need to come to Jesus and accept him as your savior. Abraham fell on his face, and then God talked to him. Man cannot have this faith being brash and bold. I, man. We have to come before God with humility. That's faith. Because it's all about what God is doing. Because when we experience the Holy Spirit beginning with man, man will want to claim the glory. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. God says, I'm going, to, I'm going to promise you something that I am going to do. See how everything changes in faith? Yeah. Today, the church age, it should never, ever be that we are here on earth having all these desires and demanding from God as though God is in heaven just dispensing our desires saying, I just want to give, you just ask to consume it upon yourself, and I'll just give you. That's not faith. It's not. Faith is, God, what do you have for me in this church age before I die, before I get to heaven? Job says that God knows the extent of our lives, he already determined it. And he said the boundary is not going to be extended. You think of that. God knows that your last breath and my last breath, and when that moment comes, oh, we can find all the fault we want with God. We'll not breathe another. But within that time, There's a marvelous, wonderful experience in which God is saying, I want you to hear my voice so that you can have faith in me, in what I am saying to you that I desire to do inside of you and through you, even the gifts of the Spirit. I promise you that 30-something years ago, I did not get up one morning and say, Aha, I have a bright idea. I like being a pastor. God says that is not how it happened. God says he chose to distribute the gifts as pleasing to himself. My responsibility was just to hear the voice of God and surrender to that. You see what is happening here with Abraham? That's what faith is. Right? And in our lives it's the same thing. We have to hear the voice of God. Have to hear what God is saying to his church, to you personally, now that you're saved, because Christ opened our heart to the gospel. No longer shall you be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, meaning father of a multitude. 
because God is going to bless him and he's changing his name based on what God is doing. For I have made you a father of many nations. Saints, listen. Faith is not about what we are doing for God. Faith is what God is doing through us. Yesterday when we went out on the streets, so many people came. Pray for me. Pray for me. But we had to choose to get up in the morning and humble ourselves and be obedient to God. And then his spirit moved. We could have said, no, I am going to stay home. And when that happens, there is a hindering of the Holy Spirit from doing his work. But when we say yes, when we fall on our faces before God, are we following the analogy here? Because it's faith is what God is doing, just like salvation. Faith is based on, salvation is based on what Jesus already did. That's why the word of God says, could we have saved ourselves? No. Then he who has started that work in us, let him continue to do it. That's what faith is. Faith is not bringing our list before God. Listen, when we start with a list before God, even if we receive the list because the devil will give us the list. At the end of that list, we'll have another list. And at the end of that list, there will be another list. And the devil will keep us in that place all the time until we get old, until we get to that point, you know, that God says he has already appointed the time. But we have this choice that we have to make, this freedom, isn't it? And we have to connect all of those together. Abraham had to hear God's voice and he chose to humble himself and fall before God. Verses 6. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Like David. Are you following this? Who is doing it? God is doing it. And in this Christian life, that's what we have to do. We have faith and we're believing. Like Brother Marvin said. Thank God I accomplished this bachelor's degree in business administration, but God did it. Did you hear his testimony? Did you really hear it? He's not taking any boast for himself. He says, the first in my generation, but I know that God did it. Faith is what God is doing. Starts in heaven, isn't it? I know it's challenging. Let's face it. It's challenging in this Western culture. Because for the last several decades, the devil has deceived millions into a satanic, demonic teaching that just bring your list before God and God will give it to you. The devil has presented that so that we will not experience 
the purpose that God has for us. What exactly is meant by being fruitful to the church today when God says to Abraham? It means souls coming to the kingdom of God. That's what it is. Jesus says all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples. He says, go and proclaim the gospel message. That's what life is. If we're not living for that, then what? Then we're missing the heavenly purpose. But thank God. Thank God for each and every one of us. We are understanding that we exist for Jesus. We're not existing to use Jesus for ourselves. We're existing for Jesus. And the devil will keep bringing one obstacle after the other. And folks will keep saying, but surely God wants me to be happy. Surely God wants me to do this. Surely God wants me to do that. Same covenant God. God says, Abraham, Abraham, I have a plan. It's what I am going to do. And this is what I will do this. Your responsibility is to fall on your face. Fall on your face. If you get up, get right back down. Are you following that? This relationship Jesus described with us. Jesus says, look. He says, I am divine. You are the branch. Without me, you can do Nothing. For me, personally, the older I live, it's 50 years ago Christ brought me to himself. The older I live, the more I'm understanding. The only thing in life that makes sense to me is when by faith I accept the work of the Holy Spirit in my life in the now. That's the only thing that makes sense. If I find myself pursuing some goal, some fame, some prestige, it's just a satanic illusion. It will take me nowhere. So Abraham has to surrender to what God is saying. It's not complicated, is it? God is appearing to this man. Before that, he and his family, his relatives, they're all worshiping all type of things. God appeared to him. And God has appeared to us. And the Holy Spirit is using us to be exceedingly fruitful. I know it's difficult. It just all didn't come to me From the day I received Jesus, everything I understood clearly? No. It's challenging. It's difficult. But God had placed in my life some men and women who kept teaching me the word of God. And that's how with every step I have to choose to hear what is happening. God keeps bringing people in my life all the time. 
So God is speaking to him. God says, and I will establish my covenant. Whose covenant is it? God's covenant. And God has established his covenant with us. Here is what he says. Here is the covenant Jesus says. Jesus says, here is the covenant that I am giving you. He said, it is expedient that I go. If I do not go, the comforter will not come. But when I go, I promise you I will send him. And we read Luke writing in Acts chapter 2. He says, the promise of the Father, the covenant came to pass. The Holy Ghost came. And tongues of fire and a rushing mighty wind. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they went out and they tell others about Jesus. That was God's covenant. That is God's covenant for us. All those little things that we're holding on to in life, that are idols in our life, fall on your face so that God can remove them. We are God's covenant people in that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Even Abraham did not have this sealing of the Spirit. This permanent sealing of the Spirit could have only happened on the planet Earth with human beings after the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Prior to that, they would have the Spirit and they would say, Oh dear God, don't take your Spirit from me. What a covenant. What a promise. Now, Don't think for one moment, well, that's Old Testament, that's Abraham. No, everything here concerning Abraham had to do with Jesus. Everything had to do with Jesus. In verses 7 it says, God says, And I will establish my covenant between me and you. Some translations have the word descendants. That's not the best word. Best word for this is found in the King James. It literally means seed, S-E-E-D, singular. Your seed after you in dear generation for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your seed after you. That's a literal translation, seed. God is speaking this to Abraham. Abraham, this is about Jesus. It is referred to in the Bible as Abraham heard the gospel. It says the gospel was preached to Abraham. This is where it was preached to Abraham. When the promise was made to the seed. S-E-E-D. Did, was he a great nation? Yes. But the promise, the covenant is about the seed. Who is Jesus? Now let's turn to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. 
And Paul writing the church in Galatia because the enemy had attacked the church and believers are beginning to live the Christian life with self-effort and not having faith in God and wanting to do things out of the flesh and letting the flesh rule their heart and adding to the gospel. In Galatians chapter 3 and verses 16, Galatians chapter 3 and verses 16, let's read it together. Galatians chapter 3 and verses 16. Let's read it together. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He does not say unto seeds as of many, but as of one unto your seed who is Christ. Are we following this? That seed is Jesus. That's why we are Abraham's children when we put our faith in Jesus, the true meaning of faith that has to be Christ-centered. Don't ever let the devil deceive us into thinking, oh, it's about me. It starts with me. God wants me. God promised me all these materialistic things, and he wants me to have faith in him for my materialism, my materialistic desire. But when we understand that faith is about what God says he is going to do. Yes. And it's about Jesus. And it's our life, what we have to choose. Mm-hmm. But our journey with Jesus started with Jesus. Yes. Yes. And we have to continue to experience Jesus. Amen. That's the meaning of true faith. It's asking the question every day, Lord Jesus... What would you have me to do today? It has to be for me to live is Christ. We have to be willing to surrender our lives to him every day. Come to think of it. Doesn't it make sense, just common sense? Why prioritize other things and convince ourselves that that's what God wants for us? And deny the Holy Ghost from using us to share the gospel message. Jesus' message. And to put into priority ourself, our life, what we think makes us happy. Why do that? When God says, look, you are my covenant child. You are now saved. And I seal you with my spirit. There is nothing on earth you have, God is saying to us, that is more precious than that. God is saying to Abraham, I change your name. We are now sons of God. We are God's children. The Holy Spirit, word of God says, the spirit is bearing witness in our spirit that we belong to Jesus. Our names have been changed. We are born again. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We belong to him. We are saints in the church in Antioch. We were called Christians for the first time. Christ's people belonging to Christ. Now, Abraham is not going to get up in the morning and say, no, I want to go back to Abraham. 
No covenant, no promise, nothing from... No, I'll, I'll go back to Abraham. Paul says to the church, Oh, foolish Galatians. Right? Do you think you can add to God? In the book, in all, all of his literature, all of the letters, he's addressing the same thing. It is God who is starting, God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He who has started that good work in you, let him bring it to pass. Same covenant God today. What is the covenant? He sealed us with his spirit. That's true faith. We choose to reject and resist any other concept of faith. Are you following this? I trust the Holy Spirit spoke to our hearts today. For those who are listening, we welcome you. Wherever you are, whatever, wherever you are in, in the world, whatever country, you are hearing, you tune in, and you're hearing this message. Praise God. God loves you. God loves you. Don't get confused with all the different teachings you have been hearing that is so confusing concerning Christianity. It's a simple message that God loves you. And he wants you to be in heaven when you die. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after death, the judgment. Yesterday I was out in this, when we were out in the street, man says, God has been good to me. He says, God has helped me and kept me. And I said to him, that is good that you can say that. But God wants you to be in heaven when you die. He wants you to come to him and to put your faith in him as your savior. Then God let us, we laid hands and prayed for him. Giving him that assurance. He had to have that assurance that Jesus is his savior. So those who are listening, your journey begins with this. You choose to put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. It's a simple gospel message. Just come to Jesus at this very moment, wherever you're at, and you're hearing this message. You might, you might be in prison, incarcerated, some other country. We are getting reports that People all over the world, they're listening to this message. Jesus loves you. Come to him. And he has given you two, well, three things. The ability to hear that he loves you and he is your savior. He has given you this blessing to choose. That's a gift from God. And then right now, he is giving you the faith in your heart to accept what Jesus did for you. And we want to pray, and we want to pray with you here at Suitland Road Baptist Church, and we want you, as we pray, 
Essentially, we'll be praying the gospel message that you believe in your heart. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your death, your burial, and your resurrection. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming in this world. Lord Jesus, by faith, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of eternal life. You are the Christ. You are the Son of God. You are God himself. In Jesus' name, I pray believing. Amen. Was left.